Riverside. Pick'em with Dan, Dave, and Mike. Mike and I are back together in the beautiful Kansas City area. Dave is actually off this week. He has a prior commitment. Slacker. You know, he's doing some good things, though, for the youth. Those of you that don't know Dave, as we haven't really got into ourselves, big golfer. He's out working with the youth this week for a state tournament in Illinois and uh, needed some volunteers and he gladly put his hand up. So he's out supporting the youth golf game. So we can't fault him for that, even though football is more important than golf. But we'll leave it at that. We didn't do any picks for week one. And thank God. Thank we, goodness. Thank God we did not. Because Ooh. that was an absolute roller coaster of a weekend. But we're back to our normal slate this week. Ten games that we're going to talk about. And we'll wrap it up with the sicko teaser of the week. The new one this year with the Drunk Mike Bet of the Week that I, I know he's very excited to talk to us about. It's a winner. And then the Crazy Danda Parlay of the Week. That's how we'll wrap up the show. But let's get right into last night. Eagles, Vikings. First quarter, absolute disaster. But the last part of that game, incredible. Lots of scoring. I text you halfway through the first said, well, the over's dead. <laughs> Somehow they figured it out. Little did we know. Little did we know there would be a scoring offensive. But great football game to start to start off week two. We look forward to more of the same. And the first one that we're going to talk about is the Chicago Bears at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This one is at noon Central Time on Fox. Spread on that one. Tampa Bay minus two and a half. Pretty low total here, and after watching both of the teams last week, understandable, 40 and a half. Mike, you can go ahead and kick us off. Yeah, I was uh, really surprised last week that Tampa was able to figure it out against the Vikings uh, in Minnesota. Um, and, and then seeing Minnesota last night, uh, I don't know what is going on this year. I, I feel like the teams are a lot more even this, this year than in, in the past. I was expecting Philly to romp last night. Um, but with that being said, um, I do think Tampa Bay, uh, has a little bit better, uh, team than what I thought they had going into the season. Um, Chicago played like absolute garbage, uh, the first week, obviously. Um, I'm actually going to go with the under on this one, 40.5. Um, I think both defenses show up, uh, I'm looking at more of like a 17 to 14 game possibly. Uh, low scoring affair um, with with a lot of defense is what I'm what I'm uh, going to predict here. Very understandable. Baker Mayfield has this what more than likely would be his last shot to be a starting quarterback yep. down there in Tampa. Justin Fields has a lot to show this year. I don't believe in Baker at all. And uh, as much as that Bears game was a disaster, I still have some belief in them that. Uh, They'll pick up a win here in Tampa before they come up to Kansas or Missouri. I know that that's going to offend some people. <laughs> before they come up to Missouri and play the Kansas City Chiefs in week three, which 
I know, Mike, we're very excited for that game. That's going to be a tailgating fiesta. Uh, with that one, though, uh, me and Dave are both on the same page. He did send me his picks for today. We're both going to take the Bears plus two and a half in this game and uh, think that they will come out with a fairly decisive victory against these Buccaneers who are not the Buccaneers of a couple years ago. Let's move right on. Another NFC North opponent, the Green Bay Packers, will head to Atlanta, a team that uh, has a lot of aspirations to be much better than they were a year ago. They utilize their weapons. They should be able to do that. This one is at noon on Fox Central Time as well. Atlanta favored by a point and a half. 40 and a half again is your total in this game. Um, Me and Dave are together again. Jordan Love looked really good last week. Atlanta, they don't utilize their offensive weapons. Drake London, zero points. Kyle Pitts, minimal output. They've got to put the ball in their playmakers' hands, and if they don't, I don't think that they're going to succeed in the long term as a team. Green Bay, I don't know what it is. You've got the Favre to Rodgers, and I know this is way too early to tell after one week of him really starting, but do we see another example of this, of the quarterback grooming in Green Bay of where we go from Rodgers to Love? What would really be interesting is if Rodgers goes to Minnesota next to really follow the Brett Favre train. But uh, it's hard to bet against Green Bay, especially, you know, we thought they were going to be really bad and still were able to throw up a good amount of points last week in Chicago. And uh, hard to bet against that and the way that that team's played. So Dave and I, like I said, both of us, Green Bay money line in this one. We think that they will come out. Probably with one of those last possession games is what we're looking at. Yeah, it's. I think it's interesting with this one. You have two really young quarterbacks. Um, obviously, you mentioned Jordan Love, and he's had a couple of years to be behind Mr. Um, uh, my legs don't work anymore, um, Aaron Rodgers. Um, and then also, you know, Desmond Ritter uh, being a rookie last year. Um, I know that he had high hopes in the draft of, them, of him possibly being their franchise quarterback. Um, I see a lot of running in this game. Uh, I know that Algier had a really, really great game uh, last week. I think he had like 75 yards and two tutties. Um, I, I, I see run, 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 run. Um, not a whole lot of passing in this one. A lot of time clock, um, you know, kind of dwindling down. But in the end, uh, I think the only thing that really differentiates this game is probably home field advantage. So, I'm going to look for Atlanta to go 2-0, and buddy. Uh, and so I have Atlanta money line um, straight up against Green Bay this week. It's pretty soft. They're favored by a point and a half, and you go money line? That's soft. Uh, I mean, it's probably going to be a half-point game. I mean, Get your shit crazy, together, new. crazy will happen. Get your shit together, new. I'm taking it. <laughs> Minus 110, you can take that. Kansas City Chiefs will travel to the great state of Florida to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ooh, Mikey does not like the great state of Florida. They've got all the beaches. They blast rockets off from there. I know. They have, they have the magical world of Disneyland. <laughs> Disney's a sore subject. <laughs> but uh, the Kansas City Chiefs in Jacksonville, Noon Central Time on CBS. The Chiefs favored by three and a half. 51 being the total. Just got word on my little phone here. Kelsey is a go. Woo! 
the Kelsmeister will play. That is a much-needed addition for that offense. You know, I watched back that game. The defense, they did their job. Chris Jones is back in the building. I would expect him to be on the field of some sort. Don't know if he's in game shape, but he looked in shape in his presser. The offense was still getting separation, was getting space for the receivers. The run game, I would have liked to see more of Pacheco over CEH, but that's here nor there. We're not a running team. We have to be able to hold on to the football. Drops killed us in that game. It really comes down to drops. If you look back at the Lions-Chiefs game, that was anyone's football game. It was a hell of a game. You know, I, I was texting with our friends here after the game. They were all upset. And I'm like, it was still a good football game. It, it really hinged on three plays. A pick six, a drop, and penalties going into the into the fourth quarter that puts you in a bad situation of fourth and 25. You can't do that. I mean, Mahomes and Reed and that whole team, you if we're going to judge it off one game, we're doing them a huge disservice because that's what they do. They come back whenever it's needed. Both Super Bowl victories came back from 10 plus after half. We know that we don't see them completely step on teams throats anymore. They keep that game close. Yeah. And they keep it manageable. Yeah. They did that against Detroit. Yep. It's just one of the few times they came on the wrong end of that. Yep. This is a great rematch of a divisional round game that we were at last year. This was a hell of a football game. These two teams do play each other close. Mike, we talked before the show. Andy Reid's first win as the Chiefs head coach was in Jacksonville. Yep. Going back, I believe it's the third time that he's been back there since he's been with the I'm Chiefs. Also wondering, like, when the last time Andy Reid lost two games in a row was. I mean... It's been quite a while. It's been a while, right? And, you know, you've got Andy off of a mini bye week with extra rest. Yeah. That's dangerous. It is. Going up against one of his old mentors or coordinators. Peterson's in that tree. I know we're talking a lot about Kansas City, and those of you that have listened to the show last year and this year know I do love the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Not this week. Mahomes is pissed. I've never seen a man with a look in his eyes as much as him if he wanted to kill someone after that game on Thursday. And his presser yesterday was no better. So, with me, I'm going to take this one all the way. Kansas City minus three and a half. I may even buy it up to six. Mike? I love it. Um, I am not going to touch the money line or the point spread uh, with the 10-foot pole. Uh, I'm with you. I think that that Jacksonville is the real deal. I really like what Travis Etienne's doing over there. Uh, you know, 80 yards on 18 carries, uh, you know, four yards uh, per average last week. Calvin Ridley getting in the mix with eight catches for 101 yards last, last week. So just another weapon. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of running and a lot of play action. Um, but again, I don't want to touch this money line. I think that this is a super tight game. Um, I'm just going to go with points here. Uh, I'm going to go over the 51. I know 51 is a, a pretty big spread. Uh, but I think you're looking at a um, uh, possibly a, 
31 to 27 game or, or something of, of that sort. But uh, I would say this game will be won in the last quarter for sure. All right. And you and Dave are together there. Dave also has this game over 51 points. I can see an offensive explosion here. Both teams can move that football. Yeah, they can. Both teams' defenses have weaknesses that we are very well aware of. This is going to make me puke to say, but the first place team in the AFC West, the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders. They travel up to Buffalo. You know, they've been training down in South Carolina this week. They've spent the week on the East Coast trying to get used to that time zone. Buffalo favored by eight and a half in this game. I don't know how after the disaster that was Monday night football for them. 46 and a half being the total in this game. The Raiders, they're not good. They're not going to be good. They played Denver last week, who, you know, we talked last week of those are the teams that are 3-4 in the division. If we look at it and we're looking at it real, and those of you that listen can probably tell that we're Chiefs fans, but we try to keep it as real as we can, especially with the other teams. We're definitely more biased towards the Chiefs when we talk about those matchups, but the Bills, similar storyline to the Chiefs. They're not going to lay that egg two weeks in a row. I'd be worried if I'm the Raiders. Jimmy G's a game manager. Josh Allen's a playmaker. He doesn't throw four picks. They win that ball game easily. But I'm not going to ramble on on this one very long. I I think eight and a half might be a little steep. Uh even though I said at the beginning I don't know how it's more. I need to see a little bit more out of the Bills. So I'm just going to say over 46.5 because I, I think that the Raiders can get 17 and the Bills can do the rest of it from there. Yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to see here. Uh, again, to your point, I think Jimmy did a really good job of game managing um, last week, but it's going to take a lot more for him to beat Buffalo than just game managing. I will say this, um, Brees Hall ran all over Buffalo last week, and Josh Jacobs with a, a subpar game last week, uh, under 50 yards rushing. Um, I think you're going to see a heavy dose of Josh Jacobs um, trying to establish that run game, um, possibly open up again some, some play action. Um, I, I'm going to have to go opposite here. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Raiders um, eight and a half. I, I'll, I'll take the Raiders eight and a half. I think that it, it's a fairly close game. Um, and I think that maybe Buffalo goes up a couple of touchdowns and, and, and the Raiders get some trash points at the end. But um, I do think it's going to be a fairly close, closer game than what people think it's going to be. So I'm going to take the Raiders. We're all three different on this one. Dave sent me Buffalo minus eight and a half. Mm. It's his pick on this one. Okay. So we've all got a little bit to watch for in this game. We want some points. And which one of you two are going to be on the wrong side of history in week yeah. two? On to the next. The Baltimore Ravens will travel to Cincinnati. This is another noon central game. It's on CBS. Cincinnati favored by three and a half. 46 being the total in this one. Another team that laid a dud last week. Joe Burrow gets paid, throws for 86 yards, and gets benched. T. Higgins, zero points in fantasy. I did as good as T. Higgins in fantasy last year, or last week. <laughs> it's saying something. But Baltimore's defense is stout. I see it as a revenge game 
it's hard to go against Burrow as much as I hate to say that. It's hard to go against that team and all of the weapons that they have. So short, sweet, to the point, Cincinnati minus three and a half for me. Opposite again, man. In a complete shocker, Lamar goes in and he gets the dub. Um, that Cleveland defense did a number on uh, Cincinnati. I do think that there is a template or a blueprint to beat Cincinnati's offense. I think that you see Baltimore go in and do the same. They do have an amazing defense and some uh, better offensive weapons this year. Um, as long as Lamar is healthy, stays healthy in the game, I'm going to take the I'm going to take Baltimore money line. I'm not even taking points. I'm going to take the juice on this one. Nice. You and Dave both have Baltimore. Money line. Awesome. In that matchup. Let's go to the afternoon slate. The San Francisco 49ers will travel downstate to Los Angeles to play the Rams. 3.05 Central Time. Start on Fox. San Francisco favored by 7.5 in this one. 45 the total. I, I just hate every bit of this game. I don't have a lot to say. Yeah, the Rams... Got a win up in Seattle. San Francisco played uh, Pittsburgh in a game that just got out of hand quicker than I think any of us thought it would be. I don't know what to expect here. I'm just going to throw shit at a wall and see what sticks of over 45. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going over. Um, you know, the Rams had 30 points. Last game, Stafford looked like the second coming of Joe Montana with his 24 for 38, 334 yards performance last week. Um, but I think that there's just a lot of points scored here, and, and I would not be surprised if you saw some defensive points scored here too. So yes. with that being said, uh, I'm definitely heavy on the over on this one. I, I feel like this is a really good over bet. Dave is under 45. Oh, interesting. So. Interesting. It's going to be interesting to see the records next week. There's a lot of differences uh, amongst the three of us. This game, this next one we're going to talk about. When the schedule came out, I said, this is going to be a hell of a football game. Yeah. Now it's not. It very well, we very well could see CBS move away from it. And unfortunately, that would mean that we would have to watch Washington at Denver. Puke. Gross. The New York Jets will travel down to Dallas. Dallas is favored by nine and a half. Thirty-eight and a half is the total. This is going to be one of my double picks in this one. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Let's hear it. Dallas by a million. So Dallas minus nine and a half for those of you keeping track at home. Give me the over. And Dallas very well could hit it alone. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's hard. To, it's hard to not look at that Sunday night game. Um, you know, New York goes down the, the field right away, right, and is within scoring position and then misses a field goal, gets a field goal block. I feel like everything was against New York, and, and it was raining as well, right? And I felt like it was one of those games that just kind of took a downhill turn, and then New York just couldn't recover from it. And then Dallas smelled the blood, and the Sharks got out and just attacked Long New, New York, York game. What's up? Oh. What? The oh. Giants? Yeah. Sorry. I'm oh. an idiot. No. Yeah. No, it's all good. We had um, two New York primetime games last <laughs> week, and both of them went bad for New York. So, yeah, sorry, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, <sighs> boy, this one's. I'm just gonna do. I'm gonna go with the over on this one. Um, I really wanted to go with the Jets plus nine and a half because it's just a lot of points. Uh, I don't think that Dallas is really as good as what you saw. Again, I think that the Giants just played like complete trash, and they just could never overcome. 
uh, what happened on, on uh, Sunday night. So I'm just going to go over here. Um, I do actually think it might be a one possession game. Um, but that's just, you know, just what I'm thinking right now. I, but Zach Wilson's getting thrown to the Lions, too. That defense is stout. I mean, it is a stout defense. That front four. Jeeb. Yeah. He's going to die. He might die. I hope not. God bless him. Micah Parsons is just going to teabag him. Ish. Imagine that. <laughs> In Dallas. <laughs> Dave, Dave does have the Jets plus nine and a half in this matchup. And no, these picks were not sent to me before the game on Monday. I was very shocked when he sent me that one. Let's go to Sunday night football, though. Miami at New England. Good golly almighty, those Miami Dolphins. Tua, with all that brain rattling around his head, had himself a day. Miami's favored by three in this matchup, 46 and a half. But let's not sleep on New England. That team played a hell of a football game on Sunday. Yeah. Against the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles got a little stupid at the end to where New England almost won that football game. That would have blown my mind. Actually, it wouldn't have based on the slate that we had earlier in the day. Right. But still. Week one. But Miami, Tua, was it 450 passing? Yeah. Clearly they don't like to run the ball. But uh, until Tua shows me otherwise, they're they're off to the start that they were last year. So I'm going to take the over in this one, over 46 and a half. But New England's defense is always good, but I could see some exposure here. Yeah, I think um, you're going to see, you know, Belichick's going to do what Belichick does, right? Um, so anytime you're going against Belichick, it doesn't really matter what New England team uh, is out there. They're going to have a scheme. They're going to try to, um, they're going to try to eliminate, you know, all of the the deep passes. Um, but, you know, fortunately for Miami, they have a couple of burners with Waddell and um, Tyreek. Um, and so... I am I am on the Miami train. I really am. I talked about Tua last week, how I thought that he would have a better year this year. Um, but again, you know, it's like, hey, can he stay healthy? Um, but I'm all over this game. I think Miami easily wins this game by 10 points. So um, I'm going minus three for Miami. We're all three different. I've got the over 46 and a half. Mike, is it Miami minus three? Dave, New England plus three. Monday night football doubleheader. Nothing says football's back more. I do wish that we still had the doubleheader in week one. But we'll take it in week two. Derek Carr and his Saints will travel over to Carolina. This will be the 6-15 Central Time kickoff on ESPN. New Orleans favored by three. 40 being the total in that game. You got Derek Carr that... Went to the Saints because I think that's his best chance to get into the playoffs after leaving the Raiders. And the number one overall pick in Carolina, who had a decent day last week. Do you consider 20 for 38 for 150, one touchdown, and two interceptions a a decent day, Dan? Do you? For your first start (laughs) in the league? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. For your first start in the league, yes, but I expect a quick upward trend. 
coming from Alabama, you know, they played elite games. They did. But it doesn't change the fact of, I think that we all know this, the speed in the NFL is so much faster than the college game. That's why we used to see, I think, quarterbacks sit more just to get a pace of the game. And we have, I've talked about this with others. I don't think I've talked about it on here, but I think it's kind of like with life. We've lost that patience in the football, in the National Football League, where we don't let a guy sit back and figure the game out. We throw him to the wolves right away, for better or for worse. And we've seen a lot of good college quarterbacks and quarterbacks that I really thought could be really good in the league go to the wayside because they get thrown to the wolves. They lose their confidence. They lose their mojo, and they're just done. They get hurt. You can't control injuries. You can control how you protect yourself from that injury. And you got the number one overall pick. He, he did have action under his belt in preseason. But we all know those games are very different than when you go out under the lights at noon on Sunday. Yeah. And here he's going to be under the lights on ESPN. He's no stranger to primetime games. Neither is Derek Carr. But I, I do give the kid a little grace because that's tough for anybody, what he got thrown into last week. What he does this week will tell us a little bit more, but uh, to keep it simple, I'm going to take Carolina here. Um, Carolina plus three. I think we're going to have a good football game. Last possession again, and we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go opposite here. Um, I got Saints um, at the minus three. Um, I just don't think Carolina can score enough points. Um, I do think that Young is going to be a good quarterback. Um, but if you have watched any of uh, Derek Carr's uh, Monday night or Sunday night or primetime games, the guy always shows up. Now, he doesn't always win, but he puts up a lot of points and he puts up a lot of yards. Um, he's used to the, the spotlight. Um, I'm not saying that it's it's too big of a game for Young. Uh, all I'm saying is that he's um, not he's not he doesn't have the chemistry yet. Um, so I'm going to go with the experienced quarterback. Um, I like the Saints this year. I like their defense. Uh, I think that uh, that Young's going to probably make a couple of mistakes. I'm I'm actually going to say uh, Saints minus three and um, Bryce Young throws at least two picks. Ooh. Derek doesn't have Carl protecting him this week. Though. That's true. The Carl we're talking about is Carl Sheffers. <laughs> Everyone in Kansas City's favorite referee. Especially mine. He's special. Blind as a bat. Wrap us up. 7-15 Central start. This one will be on NBC, the second part of the doubleheader. Or, I'm sorry, ABC. Wow. Browns at Steelers, Cleveland favored by two and a half, 39 being the total in this game. I have nothing to say other than over 39, because whenever I see something under 40, I'm probably going to take the over. With you, buddy, I'm taking the over 39. Um, there'll be some offense. I think that there'll be some, you know, some, maybe some defensive points as well. I mean, Browns defense did look really good against the Bengals, um, but we'll see what team shows up because uh, the Browns have trouble putting back-to-back -back games together. So we shall see.
I failed to mention in the early slate of the doubleheader, Dave had over 40 in the Saints-Panthers game. And in this game, he has under 39 Okay, for the Browns-Steelers. A lot of discrepancies between picks this, this week. Yes. Let's go in to our picks of the week, and I'm going to start with Dave. Dave's sicko teaser of the week. For those of you new to betting, a teaser is you take the current spread. Let's use example, the first one on here, Bears plus two and a half. We have a seven-point teaser here, so it's going to add seven points to that. It does reduce your odds to do that, but it gives you a little bit more wiggle room. So, Dave, seven-point teaser of the week, plus 320 odds, meaning if you bet 100, you'd win 320. So, in the teaser, Chicago Bears will be teased up to nine and a half. The Green Bay Packers will be teased up to plus eight and a half. Over 44 in the Chiefs-Jacksonville game. So, that teaser took seven points off the total for that one. For the Bills game. Bills teased down to minus one and a half, and the Ravens up to plus ten and a half. Mm. So, plus 320 odds on that. We do bet on these. So, uh, triple your money, basically. Mike, give us your Mike, drunk Mike bet of the week. Yeah, I'm going to be a little bit conservative this week because I actually want to give you all a bet that's going to win. Um, and I'm very confident with this. Cannot um, promise a victory. Cannot promise a victory. I'm not a, um, a financial advisor or a football advisor. But I think that this will win, y'all. This is a this is going to be for a leg parlay. Um, we have the Buffalo Bills beating the Raiders. Um, I have the, and that's going to be minus 360. This is all one parlay. I have the Detroit Lions um, winning against Seattle, uh, minus 225. I have the Niners knocking off the Rams at minus 340. And then I have the Dolphins at minus 110 straight up against, uh, I'm sorry, the spread against New England at minus 3. If you add all of that up together, you're going to get a plus 355. If you wait till this weekend, you're going to get your same game parlay booster for 50% which will actually boost that up to 50, uh, five, plus 532. So $10 bet when you 63 bucks. Um, I'm pretty confident in it. I'm pretty excited to come back here next week and be like, hey, I'm one for one. Let's freaking go. And those boots are targeted ads on DraftKings. It's who we use as our sports book. That is correct. Now, you guys all in those 300s. We all know the crazy parlay of the week. That one's mine. It hit three times last year. Doesn't hit all the time, but when it does, it's sweet like sugar. <laughs> this week, we went a little cray cray. Woo! Plus, nice. plus 1427 odds. Oh my god. Bet 100, win 1400. Oh god. A little cray cray. I can't wait for that. I haven't even heard this one yet. I can't wait for this one. Here we go. These are all money line bets, all straight up to win. Chicago, Green Bay, the Bengals, the Lions, and the Chiefs. Done. Sign me up. You had me at Chicago, and by had me, I mean I'm not betting that. But <laughs> I hope that you win your crazy parlay, buddy. I mean, three... Three times last year out of what, 17 games? You know, once a uh, No, I, we didn't even start the podcast until I think week four. Okay, okay. So, so three out of 12, 25% of the time yeah. it works every single time? Yep. I mean, that's 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 some good odds. So um, we'll see. 
I'm anxious to see uh, next week how everyone did with their picks. Me too. Um, and see if, uh, if we hit any of these uh, uh, sports bets for y'all. With that, this has been another edition of Pick'em with Dan, Dave, and Mike. Powered by Riverside FM. Have a great week, too. And we'll talk to you all next week. Have fun, y'all.